When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with your appreciative list, subscribing, following the podcast, of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out on YouTube, subscribe there. A ton of our video content on the feed every single day, including our interview with Patrick Willis on the Midday Show Friday. Uh, you can check that out on YouTube right now. Hugh and I had him on Friday, talking about Big Fangio and his relationship with him and what will bring to the Eagles defense. Obviously, a big day of reaction across the NFL. You know, the Chiefs are unbelievable. Mahomes is putting himself into a stratosphere that very, very few ever have been, and he continues to make a case he's the greatest football player in the history of the sport, Andy Reid, man, the Eagles fired Andy Reid, and now he's coaching the dynasty. And, of course, all the discourse around Dan Campbell last night. I actually think Dan Campbell is not the reason the Lions lost that football game. I don't. And I support Dan Campbell. I like Dan Campbell. I think he's unbelievable for takes and reaction. I think he did an unbelievable job getting that team to where they got to, and they fall short. Niners, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But big Eagles story over the weekend, obviously, Saturday night, the hiring of Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. And you guys know I was on the Kingsbury train, and I thought he had the highest upside as a coordinator. But I thought today we'd dive into the good, the bad, the pros and the cons of, of Kellen Moore, who is a solid choice to be the Eagles' next offensive coordinator, and potentially, depending on how things go here, maybe their next head coach. So as I dove in, my first thought last week was, like when I heard the Kellen Moore interview, okay, but why was Dak better without him? Why did Herbert take a step back with him? Why is he now going to be on this third team in three years? So, so obviously those are some of the question marks about Kellen Moore. But as I dove in more this weekend and really spent some time, you know, more studying and understanding who Kellen Moore has been, his path, who he is, what kind of play caller he is, what his teams have done over years, the more I do like the hire and the more I think the pros obviously outweigh the cons with Kellen Moore. So let's just go into some of the, the particulars of Kellen Moore, and I'll tell you at the end my biggest takeaway on, on what I think he'll bring to the Eagles. So this is still a young coach. He's still in his mid-30s, although we feel like we've known him for a while. He's been doing this for a while. What I found interesting is listen to some of his story. He, uh, he did a podcast with Peter Schrager back this past summer when he got the Chargers job. Uh, Peter Schrager does a great job on Good Morning Football and all the stuff he does, including a podcast called The Season. And he interviews coaches and people throughout the league, and it's kind of like takes you through the season. So this one was from this past summer. So this before this year with the Chargers. And Moore talked about his path, and you know, he was a Lions quarterback behind Stafford. I think Dan Orlovsky, when he first got out of Boise State, still had the most wins ever by a starting quarterback in college football because he started as a freshman, played at Boise. It was great back then. They won the 10 games or whatever every year, and they played all four years. But he gets to the league, you know, second, third stringer kind of guy for a while. But in 2016... Moore had kind of moved his way up the depth chart to number two that summer behind Tony Romo. 
And of course, that's the summer where Romo gets hurt. But in the beginning of camp, Kellen Moore got rolled up in practice by an offensive lineman and actually broke his ankle. So Moore is the number two. Two weeks later, or whatever it is, three weeks later in a preseason game, Dak goes down with the back injury and in comes fourth round pick Dak Prescott. And Prescott took the job, rolled with the job, played admirably, played really well to the point where Romo got healthy in November. The Cowboys said, no, Dak's our quarterback, and they've had their quarterback since. So that could have been and very likely would have been Kellen Moore. Now, who knows? Would Moore have played well? I don't know. The Cowboys were good there. They were the number one seed with Dak Prescott. I doubt Moore would have played that well because just track record of his career says he wouldn't. But it certainly would have delayed the story of Dak. And who knows? I mean, let's say they give Moore the shot and he plays for the first five or six weeks at whatever level. And then Dak comes in, and maybe he plays well, but maybe it's a shorter sample. And we get to late November, and, and Romo's healthy. Because I remember that story that year. Romo said he was healthy, and but also basically said, I know this is Dak's team now, and gave it to him. Does that happen? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe Romo plays the last third of that season, and then who knows what happens if his career from there goes, or does he still you know, leave the game? And then obviously – you know, Dak, does, is he becoming the unquestioned starter in Dallas moving forward through 2016? Do they get the number one seed? All that. Like, it's like a sliding doors, butterfly effect kind of thing with the Kellen Moore situation. But that year with him being hurt and Dak being the quarterback allowed him to almost become a player coach. And then when a couple of years, he is the coach. He's a quarterback coach. And then he's an offensive coordinator and, and away his career goes. That's why he's had so much experience as a coach, despite being young. So, a couple of things I thought of with this hire. He um, he had mentioned that Staley and he became friends at a joint practice, such connection NFL, uh, the NFL such connection thing that Staley wanted him after like, a couple of years ago because they had the joint practice together, Cowboys Chargers. The other thing I thought of immediately when the hire went down, and Howard Eskin here at WIP first one to report it Saturday night, was this felt very much like a Lori Roseman hire, not a Sirianni hire. You know, they interviewed Kellen Moore to be the head coach of this football team in the cycle they hired Sirianni. So there's been a, a like of Kellen Moore here for a while that, that has nothing to do with Sirianni. So I think this guy is well-liked, well-respected within the Eagles organization from Lori to Roseman on down. And maybe Sirianni likes him too, but whatever. He might just be forced with them. All right, some good stuff about the play caller himself, Kellen Moore. Okay, I think he gets guys open. He, I thought he was extremely creative with a good route runner like a Keenan Allen, and you could kind of see Devontae Smith filling that role. Uh, you know, from, 19, from 2019 to 2022, a four-year stretch, Dallas was second in the NFL over that span in points per game, with Moore leading the charge as the play caller, 27.7 points per game. That's really good. Okay, that's, that's pretty high level. Okay, how about this? One thing that we've been waiting for, or hoping for, is more motion out of the Eagles' offense. Well, 32nd in motion rate this past year, only 32%. The Chargers were 6th at 68%. And the Cowboys 15th last year, when, you know, Moore's last year there at 54.6. So you slice and dice any way you want. The Eagles were dead last this year at 32%, you know, using motion within the plays, pre-snap, all that kind of stuff. The Chargers this year, 68%. And the Cowboys last year, more last year, they're 54%. So even if, even if this just ends up being closer to the 2022 Cowboys in terms of motion, that's still a huge jump from where we were here last year where the Eagles barely did it last in the league. So even if they went to the 2022 version of Moore's offense in Dallas, 
that's middle of the pack, but that's still over well over 50%, way higher than the Eagles. And if there's something like they were this year, the Chargers, that being with more, 68%. I mean, that would just blow our minds. This one also should excite you. Cowboys, 2022, number one in the NFL against the Blitz. Okay, number one. So that's pretty darn good. They, they were great. Dak really learned to dissect it and dice it apart. And we know here the Eagles couldn't do that. Jalen Hurts and the offense looked lost against the Blitz. Moore will provide, I think, some structure there and have some stuff built in to help Jalen recognize Blitzes and then also to execute post-snap against the Blitz. That, that's all really good stuff. Another thing I like, and it's a weird thing, it's kind of a weird trait, but I certainly think there's something unique about it and, and certainly could help the situation here. So Kellen Moore has now called plays twice for coaches on the hot seat. And that would be in 2019 with Jason Garrett and 2023 for Brandon Staley. Everyone knew going into both of those seasons that those coaches were on the hot seat. That if it was a bad year, bad start, they could be fired within the season, which Staley was, or after the year like Jason Garrett was. That was an obvious thing. And now he's going to do it here for Sirianni. So I think that it, it, there's something about, I, I think there's a tell about his coaching character that he's, I mean, certainly this past year in, in, um, in Los Angeles, I think it's similar to the Eagles now, where a coach is entrusting him, even though things might fall apart, and he's trying to ask him to help things not fall apart. And the other thing is, I think he's probably trusted in the NFL because I don't think he's viewed as a threat to steal a job by the head coach. Now, he may be one here. I think there's a real chance he is a threat to become the Steve's next coach, you know, if I'm Nick Sirianni. But I think it's, it speaks to his coaching character, both in focus and his coaching character, both in what people think of him as well. And in 2019, directed a pretty good offense with Jason Garrett. They bring McCarthy in, but they keep Kellen Moore around. Obviously, this time it's a little bit different as Harbaugh is bringing his whole staff in to, to do the whole thing over in Los Angeles. And it was an interim staff by the end. But I just thought that was interesting that this is now the second time here for Kellen Moore in this kind of spot, in this kind of role. Okay. And for what it's worth, because I'm going to bring up the other side in a minute, for what it's worth, and I think it's fair to bring it up, the Chargers, their first 11 or so games is your eighth in the NFL in scoring. And then things fell apart, more injuries, Herbert by the end. The Chargers were kind of unrecognizable. The team they were putting on the field the last three weeks of the season without Herbert, I and mean, it was East and Stick. It's just they kind of shut the whole thing down because Staley was gone anyway. Uh, they had that ridiculous game against the Raiders where they gave up like 60 points. I mean, the, the, the whole thing fell apart very fast towards the end. But you know, through the first half or so of the season, they scored. I mean, they were top 10-ish scoring offense with Justin Herbert. Now, all right, let's get to the other side because there's – there's certainly question marks. There's certainly stuff like Kellen Moore, third team in three years. What's going on? Is that just a matter of circumstance? Is it a matter of happenstance? Is it the coaching carousel? Is it the coaching cycle? Is this not his fault? Well, here are, here are facts. Dak Prescott just had his best year without Kellen Moore. The offense was better in Dallas under McCarthy this past year than it was with Kellen Moore. That's true. The other thing is Justin Herbert, although they were scoring a little bit, and I, you know, like I just mentioned the stats there, top 10, they weren't a top five offense. And in general, it felt like Herbert went a little bit backwards this year from where he had been the previous couple of years. Now, is that the injuries around Justin Herbert? Because his receivers can't stay healthy and the running backs all off a cliff as a runner with Eckler? Maybe. But Moore is there to find answers. And he didn't find enough answers. The Chargers offense wasn't great enough. So we've seen Dak play better without Moore. We've seen Herbert play better without Moore. I mean, those are facts. Those are things he's got to get past here. The other negative and you know, it's Philadelphia, so I can't not bring this up. 
is that Kellamore isn't let's put it this way. I wouldn't call him a guy that's married to the run game. He is a guy that could devise a more sophisticated and better throwing game. Did it for Dak Prescott. Took Dak Prescott to a different level at times as a thrower. Especially what he did, let's say, 2021. As a thrower, Dak Prescott throwing the ball down the field. You know, big chunk plays, all that kind of stuff. But I never thought the run game under Moore, either with the Chargers this year or with Dallas, was ever a big-time running game. And what is going to be interesting to watch, see how Sirianni and Moore try to mesh this thing together. I think it'll mostly be Moore's offense. We heard that at the press conference last week with Sirianni. But as they try to mesh this thing together, the Eagles have had a very successful and strong running game under Jeff Stoutland. And then, you know, within the Sirianni, Steichen, even Brian Johnson thing, the last, you know, in Sirianni's tenure, it's been a very strong running game using the run power of Jalen Hurth, the tush push, you know, what they do with the offensive line. We'll see if Kelsey's back or not, but that's been a strength of the Eagles. Now we've said maybe they don't lean on it enough, but it has been a strength of theirs. And we will find out now, can they marry that? Can Kellen Moore and his offenses take a step forward as a running offense along with the more fruitful and you know, just broaden passing concepts you think Kellen Moore is going to bring to the table. That's a major question, and that is a big one. I mean, that's one that will define a lot of what this offense looks like. So I don't think he's a guy that wants to run the football much, and McCarthy kind of moved on from him, I think, because of that. He wanted to be more balanced. Dallas ended up throwing it super well, and Dak was an MVP candidate anyway, and they threw to CeeDee Lamb more than ever, so I think McCarthy evolved. But they they didn't like the balance they were getting. So if you are someone who wanted a ton of balance and running the football and physical up front and the play-action game, I'm not sure that's what we're getting. We are getting a guy, though, that was a quarterback. Played quarterback in college. At one point was in the Heisman Trophy running just like Jalen Hurts. Became a coach very young. Has coached under coaches that are on the hot seat and knows how to handle all that. Has gotten good years. Some of the best years, not the best, but some of the best years out of Dak Prescott. Knows how to design passing games, especially using receivers that could use their ability to get open. A lot of good things about Kellen Moore. I do like him. I do have questions on why the last two years went the way they did for him. I do have questions about him in terms of designing a run game. I don't think this is a slam dunk, but I do see a path where this works. I do see a path where if it works super well, head coach of this football team. If the, if the offense works, the teams want Kellen Moore to inter- interview for jobs, and he goes like, no, we got to keep him, blow the Sirianni the heck out of here. That could happen too. So there's a lot on the table here. I like more, I like more, more than I thought heading into the process. Solid hire for the Eagles. I do have some questions, but I think you're going to have questions with most coordinator hires. And now, now it's about trying to mesh this thing, get him in here, get him working with Jalen Hurts, Fangio on the defense, more on the offense. The Eagles are a better coached football team today than, or yesterday, whenever you, you caught the news, than they were five days ago. I still don't believe in the head coach, and I don't like the setup they've done, but for what they were trying to accomplish, they got a grown-up at the defensive coordinator, and they got an experienced, albeit young, offensive coordinator coming here and do the job. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Lots to talk about. It's going to be a busy week. In Philadelphia sports, keep it locked in at WIP Daily. Of course, our video feed, 94 WIP YouTube. Check it out there and all the shows on WIP, including the midday show from 10 to 2 every single day. Thanks for listening to WIP Daily.